Show number 68, 68 for the White Rose Resistance Hour with Stuart Howe. I am your host, Stuart Howe. And uh, thank you for tuning in, whether you're listening live or on one of the rebroadcasts. Uh, thanks. Thanks for showing up and checking us out. It has been a wild ride of late. And on that note, I've got to thank my guest host and my field producer, Casey Whalen, for doing such a great job, both uh, on his channel. North Idaho Exposed on YouTube, and also a pinch hitting for me for filling in on the White Rose Resistance Hour. And uh, I've switched day jobs. I've had a transition, and I'm actually up on a mountain right now and had to get to a phone, no Skype connection as of yet. So thanks for uh, bearing with the less than perfect audio, and uh, thanks for bearing with a less than perfect host. I'm waiting for the coffee to kick in. I'm a little tired, but... I am just blessed to be given this platform and to be alive in this time with what's going on in the world. It's an honor to have this show and to bring you the guests that we're able to bring you, Casey and I. Uh, on that note, Casey is going to be uh, guest hosting next week as well, and he's got an amazing guest lined up uh, in a subject matter that is just absolutely so important right now. What he is dealing with uh, with this situation is the baby Cyrus situation was really a success in the short run for the freedom movement. Uh, we were able to back off the CPS through uh, the use of a brotherhood of people coming together and uh, basically people's rights and, and other good Good-hearted uh, people uh, came together and just let CPS know that what they are doing is not okay. Abducting children for no good reason is not okay. And we're starting to say no around the world. So Casey, next week, will have Diego Rodriguez on. He is the grandfather of baby Cyrus, who was uh, abducted by the CPS and then returned to his family after they pushed the matter, uh, their aggression, uh, pushed the matter to the point where it was almost ready to just uh, take the child back. Uh, Fortunately, they did not want the press from that. They knew if the story got out to the world, they would uh, lose the battle for the hearts and minds of decent people, and they would be exposed for the corrupt criminals that they are, the CPS and those that do their bidding. So that will be next week. Uh, Yeah, thanks, Casey. Casey will be on with Diego... Garcia, excuse me, Rodriguez, grandfather baby Cyrus. So that's going to be Saturday, July 16th. So they're going to go over on that show the meat stuff, the origins of people's rights, and how it played a big role in the outcome of the CPS incident there, and how it's really uh, a pivotal key component of moving forward into a better world and opposing the oppression that we're seeing. It's for all of us to come together together 
across party lines, across all of these fake divides, and standing up for each other, <clears throat> and standing up for rule of law, common decency, and uh, and not to be uh, further abused by these, uh, you know, would-be tyrants, this would-be ruling class, this criminal sect that has taken over government. So, yeah, please tune in next week. This week I've got an amazing guest, also a friend of Casey Whalen, a gentleman who is embracing the solution. The solution, as I see it, to what we're facing uh, is largely to not be so dependent on the matrix, uh, for lack of a better way to describe the, the construct of, uh, of banking and food distribution production, the whole uh, system that our oppressors, that this would-be ruling class, who views us as a peasant class, and they're, they're cattle and chattel. But uh, these scallywags and ne'er-do-wells have set up a system that we can no longer afford to be dependent on. And I believe it is time to switch gears out of this constant assessing of the problem and getting to understand all the nuanced details of how they're oppressing us. It's time that we have... Uh, actionable intel that we need to act on. You know, we need to just start embracing the solution. And uh, there are always going to be a lot of people that just won't face it, that won't embrace the solution. And we need to leave them in the rearview mirror and get on with uh, building a better world. And so on that note, we need to impress upon the order followers and the people doing the bidding of this uh, New World Order slave grid system that things are not going to go well for them if they don't get out ahead of this and side with uh, we the people, you know, the good-hearted, decent people that now have been put in a position to take their country back from these satanic, communist, and whatever label you want to put on it, uh, these slave masters that have taken over our country and are now trying to squeeze us into compliance with this BS, COVID, uh, you know, injections, these lethal injections, and they're squeezing off the food supply. So I'm almost to the end of my rant here, because the solution lies in having our own way to get food, our own means of bartering, and our own type of money that we can develop. And then on the flip side of that, we need to you know, start jailing and dealing with these criminals that have uh, taken over our country. They are not uh, our legitimate government. They have... Uh, you know, it's been a slow-motion coup, and it was time for a counter-coup. So if you're in the police or the military, it's time for you to make a clear decision to side with actual rule of law and uh, the Constitution and uh, and uh, to no longer do the bidding of these, uh, these bankers and satanic slave masters. So here we go. I'm going to bring on our guest here who's been patiently waiting through my rant. He's a great guy, a friend, as I mentioned, of Casey Whalen's. He... Uh, has sent me a bio, so I'm going to do him the honor of pulling that up. I've been crazy busy today with my day job. So uh, Corey is uh, is his name, uh, Corey Christopherson. So he grew up in Montana, uh, moved to South Texas after high school, pursued a degree of marketing, switched to geology, and then finally quitting school, was managing a job at a retail store. He has a couple of kids, uh, and he uh, he's having to deal with the government, and that's not easy to do. So to make a long story short, uh, he is a guy that has uh, woken up like me after 9-11. Uh, he's become uh, you know, more of a uh, 
principle-based guy and not following party lines and uh, became a libertarian in 2016 as I started started following Ron Paul, a sensible, decent man. I met and talked with him and his wife, the campaign manager, so I think they're, I bet he's a good guy. So he's basically uh, describing himself as a voluntarist or an anarchist. An anarchist, uh, I'm assuming he's meeting the actual definition, which is anar- anarchy, or without rulers, is what the word actually means. So no masters, no slaves, and uh, it actually uh, requires the most discipline of any system that we need to you know, rise to the occasion and uh, and govern ourselves and be decent people. So that uh, is, is a wonderful thing. He has a channel called Questionable Authority, different blogging platforms, and uh, he started the Spokane Freedom Exchange, and I'll let him get into that, but he's uh, looking into and, and Developing ulterior alternatives, excuse me, ulterior, both probably, alternate ways of developing uh, goods and services and food so that we're not dependent. So, with that, I'm going to bring on Corey. Corey, thank you for coming on. Corey uh, Christopherson, uh, please uh, say hello to our guest and introduce myself and, and thank you for coming on. All right. Thank you, Stuart. Thank you for having me. I do appreciate the opportunity to talk about uh, agorism in a truly free market. And thanks, everybody, for joining us. This is a really important topic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I uh, just to give you a little bit of background, I, have, I, I was really into, like, business. Like I said, I went into marketing when I was down in South Texas. Uh, but school just kind of soured on me. I've never been... Uh, someone to follow a structure unless it's my own structure. <laughs> so I kind of stopped going to school and picked up a job. So I, I've always been into business and interacting with people in that way. Uh, and then when COVID happened, it you know, I live in Washington, and it just shut down here. And nobody could do anything unless people wanted to cross the imaginary line and go into Idaho. Then all of a sudden we could shop and do what we wanted to. <laughs> and, yeah. And no no businesses would, would open. And that was like the biggest thing to me is people were willing to shop. Like I, I didn't wear a mask. I would go into shops without a mask. Uh, but I wanted a business to say, you know what, I'm not going to force my employees to wear a mask or I'm not going to close down. I'm going to stay open. And there was a couple of them in Spokane that did it, and we really supported them. Uh, but that's what gave us this idea of creating a, a free market, an exchange. We don't like to call it an, a market because that implies commerce, which would uh, possibly put us under the rules, the policies of the government. Uh, so that's why we call it an exchange. Uh, mm. But, yeah, we, we created it because we realized that I mean, they're controlling our food supply, everything really, especially in the state of Washington by shutting down, you know, deciding which businesses could stay open, which ones couldn't. And so we decided if we wanted to actually survive and thrive, we needed to create something kind of parallel to that, but also different that doesn't feed into that beast and that system. Like you said, this evil, whatever you want to call it, evil, communist, satanic, we know it's evil and it's not good for freedom. (laughs) There you go. Well, that's great. I, I love that. You know, it's a theme that I think a lot of people are leaning towards and and or embracing. And uh, so I really think that's that's the future. I really like the idea of, of manifesting the future we want to see without the, uh, you know, the criminal 
element without the element of uh, exploitation. It seems like all of the business models, all of the production and distribution models are based on exploitation of workers, of different uh, cultures, you know, having things slave made in other countries and shipped here. And it's just not necessary. And I'm so with you on that. So, yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, go ahead and let's unpack that a little more. If you hear the music come up, that means we're going to break. And, uh, you know, we can pick it up on the other side of the break. But how do you see that uh, unfolding? And how is it unfolding in your neck of the woods there with the, you know, I guess there's some barter involved and there's also, you know, just alternative means that are outside of the clutches of the uh, control mechanism of government. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the first thing we can do to step outside of the system of control is to try not to use their monetary system. Uh, you know, the uh, fiat notes of debt, as I like to call them, the U.S. dollar. Uh, it's not a actual, it's not value. It's a, it's a, literally a note of debt that they're giving us. So we're just handing around debts. And don't necessarily need to get into that, but so what we like to do to avoid that system is, like you said, we like to barter. Uh, so typically, I, for example, I make like sourdough bread, rustic sourdough bread. I make hummus. Uh, I make some energy bars try to find things that are local to me here so that if, you know, a grocery store shuts down, I can still get the supplies I need. And so when I first started, uh, I did, I was going to grocery stores to get most of my supplies, but now I'm trying to avoid grocery stores. Uh, so I'm in the process of trying to work out a deal to get uh, organic uh, all-purpose flour directly from uh, a grower right here in Washington State uh, so that I don't have to worry about going to the store and, well, what if the store doesn't have any or what if I can't order any? I have a direct relationship with the supplier. And then the next step is to try to get them to, instead of me giving them fiat notes of debt, maybe I can do a trade with them. Uh, I don't know what that might work look like. Uh, I have a fairly big platform on YouTube and some other uh, platforms, so I could do some advertising on them on there for them possibly as a trade. Uh, there's all, all sorts of possibilities. Um, also, one of the big things we push is using a lot of people call it junk silver, uh, but pre-1964, or pre-1965, so I guess it starts in 1964 and earlier, uh, dimes and quarters and half dollars all had 90% silver in them. Uh, so that's actual silver. So we like to use those. Uh, actually, one of the other exchanges that has sprung up in North Idaho, one of the guys that kind of started it, he, he kind of clued me in on this. If you use that, the great thing is, like, I can actually sell. I can use whatever language I want, and I can say, look, I'm going to sell you this loaf of bread, and it costs, we'll say, $7. Well, if I take $7 worth of silver dimes, that's only going to end up being about 30 to $0.40 cents in actual, like, fiat notes of, you know, the fiat currency. But the value of the right. silver in those dimes is equal to about the $7 I'm asking for a loaf of bread, so as far as the government's concerned, I'm taking a loss. So even if I'm doing commerce, that's not a profit. That's a loss. All, my supplies in making that bread are less than 30 or more than 30 cents. So even if I'm exchanging that, which is their money, I can be outside of their system. I can kind of work against their system, I guess, not outside of it, but work against their system by even still using their money. So that's, that's one way we use their money. Uh, and that's one way I'd like to try to talk to some of these suppliers is instead of, I'd like to buy from them directly, but instead of using fiat, I also use cryptocurrency. I'd love to use some privacy coins. 
uh, and start trying to get people that are in the in the system and in the economic system that we currently have that's centralized, trying to get them to understand that, look, there's, you don't have to always just accept the same thing. You can accept, uh, you know, other forms of value. I don't even want to call them currency or uh, money because I don't, to me, those definitions are, I, I don't know, I didn't make them up. I don't know exactly what money is. All I know is that someone told me that if I have this dollar bill, it has a value that someone else wants it from me. But the only reason that has a value is because a centralized structure is set up that that is what we trade with. So to me, like money could be anything. I don't need money. I have, I have all sorts of things I can trade. Uh, so I guess that's what the most important thing when I'm acquiring goods is I'm trying to find them locally and I'm trying to acquire them without using fiat currency. Another thing you can do if you do – so a lot of people that come to the market – the exchange, I should say, excuse me, the first time. Uh, they don't really know what to expect or how to do things, so a lot of them do bring cash, like U.S. dollars. And so what I have to explain to them so that I don't get in trouble with breaking some sort of policy from the corporation known as the state of Washington or the city of Spokane is I have to tell them, well, I can't sell you my bread or my hummus for that money, but if you want to support the cause that we're doing, if you want to support this exchange and my, my, my part in it, then I've got a jar here. You can gift me some money. Maybe you want to put $7 in there as a gift. And I would say thank you for supporting my cause. And I would let you choose from one of these loaves of bread to take home with you. So yeah, awesome. that's another way that we can still use their money but work outside of their system. I think you can be gifted like up to $1,000 a year by any individual. So, I mean, I don't think anyone's buying a thousand dollars worth of bread from me in a year so i can still use that still take their money but work against their system not have to pay into their taxes permits and things like that right no i, I like uh the idea and i like the fact that once people are thinking about getting outside of the, the current money system uh, we'll find other ways you know we will uh, you know as you pointed out start to use different you know, means of agreed upon value, whether it's just bartering or whether it's, you know, using gold and silver because of the, uh, you know, the finite amount of it that there is, or, you know, whether, you know, we could use uh, certificates for hours of time of, of you know, of, of whatever right. it is. Uh, it's just a matter yeah, of there's... being willing to divorce ourselves from the current system. We, you know, we're not stupid. We can come up with ways. We just have to initiate uh, you know, moving out of the control grid with the with the fiat currency and the bankers that want to track and trace every bit of it for their advantage. Right. Yeah, the, the a ledger system with, like, labor or any other kind of agreed-upon uh, value, I guess you could put it, for lack of a better term, is is another great way to do these exchanges and not have to have, you know, we've talked about trying to create our own, like, cryptocurrency for our exchange, so we have our own. But these ledgers are a really good idea. Um, everybody can get into it by maybe, say, donating some of their time, and that would put you on the ledger and give you a certain amount of credit. Absolutely. Let's start moving that direction. I hear the music coming up. We're going to break, but we'll unpack that a little bit more on the other side. Hang with us. Later. All right. 
For the past 14 years, it's been my privilege to host the National Intel Report on RBN, to offer a platform to interview exceptional guests, to provoke critical thought, and examine evidence, whether real, fake, or somewhere in between, and allow our audience to call in and participate with your input and questions in order to help us all reach an educated decision and arrive at our own truth. Our world has changed. It's now been turned on its head. Real is now considered fake, and mainstream fake is now pushed as real, rather than than any any clear clear thinking, thinking, consensus, consensus, or or rationale. Those few remaining beacons of light, the ones still shining through the mainstream media lies, propaganda, and deception, are being viciously attacked at every level through attempts at censorship, threatening advertisers, jailing hosts, and even killing journalists brave enough to speak the truth to you. We are in a war for our very freedom and existence, and through these despicable acts, freedom haters, collectivists, and communitarians have shown that they will stop at nothing to blot out these last few beacons of light. Truth is becoming increasingly more difficult to unmask, just as the term unmasking itself is spoken by those usually anonymous sources. They promote their lies, wishing to mask the truths by ignoring it, vilifying it, or conspiratorializing it into a black hole abyss. Regrettably, RBN has has reached the the tipping point, point, and through internal audit and actuarial review, it has now been determined that the only life raft of survival to this network is to go the way of PBS, that being audience-supported. Like a cornered animal, the left with veracity is pulling out all the stops with every effort to effectively blacken our beacon forever. Help us, folks. Help yourselves. Don't let our light stop shining. Our motto has always been, because you can handle the truth. It's time to review your budget, folks. If you want the truth to keep flowing through RBN, go to republicbroadcasting.org and become a regular monthly donor of 30, 40, 50, or 100 or more a month and ensure you keep the truth flowing. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls plus testing for heavy metals makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the Rotating Sponsors banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today.
right. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to the White Rose Resistance Hour on RBM, show number 68. And uh, like the commercial said, if you could support RBM, that would be great because um, sensibility and free speech is so under attack. And uh, if we can't get information out and speak freely, we're doomed, quite simply. So uh, not everybody has spare money, but if you can go without, you know, a little bit of this or that and, and get them some money every month, that would be great. Please, please, we all need to sacrifice to, uh, to, to enter the world we want to, to enter into next. And uh, on that note, what we were talking about, Corey and I, before the break, was that, uh, you know, we are coming up with solutions. We are coming up with ways to not use the fiat currency. I believe everybody should take their money out of banks uh, and be inconvenient. Uh, if we're if we're talking about being outraged about the way that these, uh, you know, would-be ruling class slave masters are treating us, uh, and we're continuing to fund it ourselves by keeping our money in the bank, paying interest, shopping at Walmart or you know, big stores, we are the problem. You know, and at the end of the day, I'm the problem. I'm Stuart Howe is the problem. Stuart Howe has to never open another bank account has to go through, you know, a little bit of inconvenience to do things differently, to just say no to these guys. And uh, that's what we're in the process of doing here. And I know it's my responsibility to imagine the world that I want to live in that's free of these uh, scumbags and con artists, and then, uh, you know, to feel empowered by that and then work to manifest it along with guys like Corey. And we're doing that. You know, everybody can go to a farmer's market, and find ways to network with their neighbors. If you've got extra firewood, if you've got chicken eggs, if you uh, have a skill, you know, you can network, uh, you know, to what do you need? You know, you might need, uh, you know, work done in your yard. You might need, you know, whatever it is, milk from a ranch, and you've got uh, skills. You can help fix some somebody's car. You know, we need to start doing that and, and using other means of currency uh, and having our own network. So, uh, on that note, I'm going to bring Corey back in, and, and we'll keep going, uh, you know, into depth on this because it's so important that we realize that we have to sacrifice and start developing new ways of doing things because uh, the old system is uh, is starting to squeeze down on us, and we just need to say no to it. And on that note, uh, Corey, I understand that you're very active with people's rights, and you might know Kristen Dodd here in Area 1 North, that she is a co-founder of Liberty Beacon Network that works with uh, different uh, businesses that have taken pledges on various levels to never shut down again for these bogus reasons and to never require people to wear, you know, masks or any kind of ridiculous uh, slave training nonsense. So let's talk about that, you know, people's rights and how that, that fits in with, you know, just saying no and just... Uh, developing better ways to do things. Right. Yeah, uh, people's rights is actually a very important part of this. Uh, I'm one of the area assistants here in, like, the Spokane, the northeastern Washington region for people's rights. And we try to organize, like, so, yeah, one of the businesses that uh, stayed open, it was the Black Diamond, a, a billiards hall, bar and grill type place. Uh they were they stayed open when we were originally shut down in COVID, and then when they uh, they opened up because they realized, hey, this is BS. So when they opened up, uh, the state, of course, came in and threatened to shut them down. 
And so myself, one of the first things I did, it was the liquor board that went to shut them down. So I went down to the liquor board's office and, of course, filmed them through their windows, uh, violating their own policies that they were enforcing on this bar and grill. They weren't wearing masks inside their building. Right? Imagine the hypocrites. What do you know? So that was like a big eye-opener to me. Like, here are these guys. I mean, we already know they're unethical <laughs> by what they're doing, but, like, they're going into this bar and grill and saying, hey, we're going to take money from you. We're going to shut you down and pull your liquor license that you paid for, even though you're not doing anything right. to hurt anyone else. Everyone is choosing to come right. into your restaurant. <laughs> we're going to do this stuff, but we're going to go into our own office and not worry about these rules that we're literally going to take your livelihood away for. That was really disgusting yeah, to me to crazy. see that. So it is disgusting. We did actually like. You know, that's a good. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that's a good example of, of, of how how corrupt these people are. They must be stopped. We just got to start saying no to them. Good job for you doing just that. Well, and then it was interesting. It was ah, I'm going to say right before Christmas. Maybe they opened up again. I can't remember exactly the timeline, but they did open back up, and we had people out there actually looking for the liquor board and control people coming in so we wouldn't let them into the building. Uh, so that's what people's <laughs> great. Right hey, we've got another break and then we'll have a long segment and we can take a couple calls. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. You know that nothing beats a storable food stockpile for readiness, but there are two problems with storable food. It's expensive, and eventually, it runs out. Then what? What happens to you or your family when there's not enough food to go around? In a true survival scenario, you need a renewable food source. That's why Seed Armory has developed a survival-grade seed vault that can produce over $25,000 worth of crops from just one kit. Unlike other seed vaults, we don't inflate our seed counts with fillers. All our seeds are 100% heirloom and non-GMO. Not a green thumb? Don't worry. We've written an easy-to-follow guide to guarantee your success from planting to harvest. For a limited time, we're offering an additional 10% off your order when you enter the code RBN at checkout. Go to SeedArmory.com. That's SeedArmory.com. Don't wait. Like everything else, seeds are in short supply. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee by going to rbnhemppaste.com and ordering a trial pack of Happy Packets for $5 with free shipping. That's rbnhemppaste.com. Hey gang, Patrick Slattery here with an important message that is pertinent to anyone who shops for groceries, eats food, or just has an inquisitive mind like myself. 
What I'm about to introduce you to is a segment of our food culture that has been kept so low profile to the American public that virtually no one is aware of how dominant it is on our refrigerator and cupboard shelves. What I'm talking about is the kosher certification industry and a new app, Koshertified, that delivers a comprehensive education on all aspects regarding this little-known practice. After reviewing this app, I found that it is useful for practically anyone who purchases food, regardless of their religious faith or identity. Its database of products not kosher certified is a win-win convenience for all food-conscious people. So why not check out thekosherquestion.com or click on the link at nationalbugle.com and see how modifying your grocery shopping with the Koshertified app can make a huge difference for your future. Meanwhile, back in the year one, when you belonged to no one, you didn't stand a chance, son. If your pants were undone, 'cause you were bred for humanity. And so holds to society. One day you'll wake up in the present day, a million generations removed from expectations of being who you really want to be. Skating away, skating away. Skating away on the thin ice of a new day. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We're heading into a long segment here. Thanks. Thank you for uh, bearing with us through the break there, and welcome back to show number sixty-eight. I've got Corey Christopherson with us, and we've got two uh, two call-ins holding. So, uh, what do you think, Corey? You want to take a call or two? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, yeah, Sam, whoever called in first, I guess either Andy or Marty, uh, go ahead and put him on. Thank you. Okay, we've got Mark. Mark in North Carolina. Thanks for calling in. How's things in North Carolina? No, it's actually Andy in Texas. Oh, okay, Andy. No, no, Not that's all good. Andy, how are things in Texas? I'll tell you what, I used to live right where you guys are at. I grew up in Spokane, Washington. It was a fantastic place to grow up. I mean, barring a stepfather, we know what that was like, right? But no, there was, yeah. <laughs> I, it's good to hear some voices from the Northwest that are not laying down because, I mean, Washington State has turned into, uh, I mean, they didn't elect Jay Inslee in the middle of COVID. Are you serious? You drove them right into COVID. I mean... None of this stuff makes any sense, but it's really nice to know that there's a couple of guys up there that are doing their best. And uh, who's our guest name here? I, I missed his name, but he's from North Corey, Washington. Corey Christopherson. Yeah, yeah, Corey yeah. Christopherson. Hey, Corey. So, so you're from the Medellin Falls area or something, or Usk or whatnot? Uh, I live right in well, I live right in Spokane, basically on the border with Idaho and Washington, right in between. Oh, Portland yeah, no, I know. I know exactly where that is. I partied in Coeur d'Alene. If you're aware of Coeur d'Alene, you got the Rocking Horse Saloon <laughs> where you can get the derailleur. 
<laughs> and it's something they won't sell it to one person. It comes in a big bucket. You got to have at least two people with two straws in it, or you can't have it. it. Tastes like pink lemonade, and you walk out of there just frosted. No, it's just nice <laughs> to know that there's people from my hometown that are actually doing something. I got scared, you know, because they were throwing stuff at me. I started making some good money and stuff, and they wanted it. And apparently, you know, I had a target on me, so I said, "I'm out of Washington. I'm gone." But did you guys hear about this law in Arizona that just was passed? It was from uh, Press for Truth. He showed it from Canada, of all places, right above you guys in Vancouver there, which is a little bit over. But they were saying now you can't film police officers within eight feet unless you are part of what's going on. You're the victim or whatnot, just being attacked by the cops and stuff. You can film them there. All that stuff's still good. But if you're just a guy walking up, eight feet, if you're within eight feet, so bring your tape measure. If we're within (laughs) eight feet, you can get arrested and charged with a misdemeanor. My question is, how long are we going to let them make these draconian laws? I mean, seriously. And so let me ask you a question. You are a North Idaho audit uh, no, I'm, I'm, I go by questionable authority. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, right. That is it. That is it. No, I've seen you. I've seen your video. No, I used to have a YouTube channel, and you were a part of my subscription. I used to watch you. I saw you confront the cops in Port Orchard all the time, which is in Washington, mind you, but you went ahead and came came down and did that. And I, I've seen many videos of what you've done, and I am, I'm applauding the hell out of you. You're, and I'm glad you have a radio show on RBN. I've listened to you before, but I didn't make the connection. And I just want to say, hey, gentlemen, uh, well, let me ask uh, our, our friend from uh, Spokane. How is Spokane right now? Right this minute, because I know it's draconian, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Spokane is very much a blue city, I would say. Uh, You know, Spokane County is known as like the kind of conservative stronghold of, you know, Washington because of the population and it's conservative. But, you know, the city of Spokane is very blue. Uh, like uh, just the things that are getting pushed through there. Like, so we do a show every Sunday. We've taken the last two Sundays off. So I'm getting my house ready to sell, but uh, we do a show every Sunday. It's called Spokanarchy. And we just recently discussed, so they're pushing through these uh, water restrictions in Spokane now uh, that don't take effect until next year because we have, they have to conserve water. Well, how can you determine that next year you're going to have to conserve water? Like, how do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, well, so hey, they control, when you the, control weather. the weather, it helps, right? Right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> there, there's always that. Uh, but, I mean, Spokane, I would show, say... But, uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> right? I, I would say Spokane is quickly becoming like a smaller version of Seattle. It's pretty scary. That's part of the reason I'm selling my house. Uh, I am going to stay in Washington, but I'm just moving north out of, out of the city. Yeah, get, hey, get up by Sherman Creek. I used to camp there. That's a pretty good creek. It runs right into the Columbia River. There's some good fishing up there. Yeah, Sherman uh-huh. Creek area. It's just north of Usk or something like that. But, it, I, well, this is a long time ago. It used to be a really, really good rural area, big time. Right. Now, real quick, I wanted to mention something about you brought up that new law in Arizona. Uh, I have heard about it. I think I actually did hear about it on Press for Truth there like you did. And I don't know the specifics on it, but I'll just give you my two cents because I do cop watching. Uh, Personally, I don't like to get closer than about 15 or 20 feet to to police officer if they're doing some sort of a stop. 
And that's for my safety. Uh, I've been, I haven't ever done anything wrong when I've watched, done cop watching. I've just stood there and recorded and maybe afterwards tried to approach and say something. And I've been assaulted, thrown in jail a couple of times. And so now I look out like they always talk about officer safety. That's why I got punched in the face was because the officer was scared because I had a camera. (laughs) Wow. I want to keep, for my safety, I keep distance. I'm there to document and record. I don't need to get closer. I don't need to necessarily hear what they're saying. All I need to know is like, I can, I, they get nervous just us being there because they know what they're doing is, is most of the time dirty because there's not a victim associated with the crime they're trying to prosecute or get prosecuted. So well, you know, they get those, nervous when we're there. Yeah. Well, you know what those red flag laws and who's going to determine if you're unstable for a gun or whatnot, the same right. thing could be with the cops. Who's going to determine, Hey, you might be 14 feet away from him, but when he writes his report, you know, yeah, so I, right. I got some advice from someone early on when I did cop watching and they said, you know, a cop, when they train and they do target practice, they train and they have to get, you know, I don't know what their specifics are, what they have, you know, they have to get all their shots in a certain diameter, a certain spot with 15 feet away, 20 feet away. And they're most accurate at like 15 feet and less. And I know that from shooting handguns myself. So that's kind of why I keep that distance. Like it's for my safety. <laughs> and if they start approaching me and telling me like, Hey, uh, you know, they want to ask me questions or I start backing up to keep that distance. And that's for my safety. That's just from my own personal experience. So I understand we don't want, we shouldn't have a law restricting that and telling us I can't get within eight feet of a cop. If I'm not doing, if I'm not violating the non-aggression principle, I should be able to One last question. I know you got two calls. So one last question. Let me ask you this. Have you ever been uh, arrested, uh, you know, observing a police officer doing something stupid? Uh, well, I mean, I think most of what they do is stupid. <laughs> well, <laughs> so yeah, but have you been arrested? <laughs> yes, I have been arrested. Uh, when I yeah. first started this, I, back in 2018, uh, I got arrested right out actually on the border of Idaho and Washington. There was a guy that didn't have a driver's license, was trying to do the whole driving without a license thing, and they pulled him from his car. I showed up afterwards. Long story short, they thought I was one of his buddies showing up to kind of like back him up or something, even though I just had a camera. And when I was leaving, they basically came on me, told me not to approach him, and started beating me up. (laughs) So So you were in the Post Falls area. That was kind of the Post Uh, Falls area. Yeah. I go to Post Falls. That was actually in Spokane County there. Uh, I'm not a fan of Spokane County Sheriff Department and Kootenai County Sheriff Department. We used to have a good sheriff there, Sheriff Larry (laughs) Erickson. Do you remember Sheriff Larry Erickson from a long time ago? He used to be a relatively good sheriff. I've only been here. I've been here for 18 years and basically all Oh, yeah, you missed him then. I've been here. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Hey, I'll call you again next week, maybe, and we can talk a little bit more. I appreciate y'all. Really, it's it's good to hear some down home people from our up home. I'm in Texas. <laughs> up home people taking care of business up there. I appreciate both of y'all, man. Have a good one. Hey, thanks, Andy. Thanks for calling in. There he goes, everybody. Andy from Texas. Yeah, some great points. You know, I I think everybody needs to keep an eye on these order following scumbags because um, if it wasn't for them none of this stuff would be happening. It's not like uh, Rockefeller or uh, Bill Gates or Fauci 
or Klaus Schwab is enacting and initiating any of this stuff. It is police and sheriffs and military that are showing up and actually, uh, you know, taking care of business on behalf right. of these scumbags. And yeah, they they had better they had better take stock of what they've got to lose than the fact that they are outclassed, outnumbered, and outgunned by the good people in this uh, country. And they're pushing, they're poking the bear with a stick, and uh, that's only going to work out the way it is for just so long, and then it's not. And uh, they had better take a good, long, hard, sober look at that because we're to the point where the villagers are picking up pitchforks and torches and starting to head to the castle. And we saw that with the baby Cyrus incident and uh Casey will talk more about that next week, but this Arizona law is, uh, in my in my view, a beta test to see if they can get away with uh, getting rid of the First Amendment and the right to free press and to hold these people accountable. Accountability, you know, they want to see if people right. will lay down for that. If those the First and Second Amendments that are really under attack, along with everything else, and yeah, I mean, uh, is that kind of how you see it too? I mean, is Dan Dix kind of on the money with the uh, with his take on this new Arizona law? Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. Uh, so, like, as a voluntarist or an anarchist, I don't, I don't really observe these laws. Like, well, this this law has nothing to do with me. I don't, I didn't agree to it. I didn't go into Arizona and sign some contract that says I'm not going to go within yeah, exactly. feet of. You know what I mean? So, like, that's the way hey, I wait a minute. It. I don't remember. I don't remember agreeing to this. Right. And so I also look at things like, and this is where I do get arrested sometimes, but I feel like we have to, like you said, we have to make sacrifices and we have to stand on principles. So my principle, yeah. is I don't violate the non-aggression principle, which is for your listeners, if they're unfamiliar, it means as long as I'm not hurting anyone, damaging or stealing anyone's property or defrauding anyone or making a threat to do any of those things, then I should be left alone. Like you might not like what I'm doing, but... I'm not hurting anyone. So that's what freedom is. It's like, you know, you got to yeah. let people do well, things. <laughs> no, right. But that's, that's the, the principle that you're talking about. That's what we need to get to. That is the solution is to have people raised to appreciate morality and principles. And that's what uh, I love about Mark Passio. Mark Passio is a great champion and communicator about natural law and about true anarchy and about, you know, the non-aggression principle. And it is our right to do anything we want as long as we're not aggressing upon another sentient being, hurting somebody, right. taking, you know, a property, infringing upon their, you know, their person or their property uh, or anything of that nature. That is wrong and that is illegal, that's immoral, and that's unprincipled. So we uh, need to be taught these things from childhood, uh, not, you know, not taught in these indoctrination camps by these you know, corporate Satanists, however you want to label them. And so exactly right. I, you know, I drive the speed that I know is safe for the conditions. I don't give a fuck what's on that sign on the, on the side of the road. You know, if the sign says 50, but it's, you know, it's, there's no visibility, I'm going to go 30. If, if this wide open highway, right. the sign says 45, I'm going 60. I mean, I, I just, it's more important for me to do the right thing than the agreed upon safe thing or legal thing. Uh, it, it, it's, it's about doing what's right and um, anything else I don't care about. I mean, I, I, I've, I've had to pay the price. You know, like you, I've been detained, I've been arrested, I've been uh, in physical altercations. Uh, 
uh, I had a, uh, I, I squared off with a police officer who had gone past, you know, he was trying to uh, talk down to me over a jaywalking ticket, and I just laughed in his face and said, do what you got to do, but you can, you can, you can save the commentary. I don't need to hear your ridiculous commentary about, you know, that you can't, apparently you've got no real crime to deal with, so you need to write me a jaywalking ticket there, you know, Rambo, you right. go right ahead. And so he didn't like that, and he put his hand on me. He put his, he started poking me in the chest, and I, I knocked his fat ass out. And uh, nice. you know, knowing full well that the minute that he he crossed that line, he became the criminal, and I had to enforce the law. And I spent a day or two in jail, and I went in front of the judge, and I said, "Your Honor, this is what happened." And the judge said, "You know, thank God the judge wasn't a sellout uh, like the cop was." And the judge said, "Hey, right. you know, uh, yeah." Time served ninety dollar fine because I was well within my rights. That officer had, had violated the uh, non aggression principle and he had aggressed against me. And we just have right. to be willing to my point of the story is we have to be willing to live by principle, uh, regardless of, of where the chips are gonna fall. And I've had to lose jobs, I may lose this job, but because I need to be willing to speak up, speak out, do the right thing, not let people cross the line with me or anybody that I care about, and we all need to do that. And that's why I love that you're doing that. You know, you're finding ways to you know, not have to operate within this bullshit coercive system. And, uh, I mean, we all better start sacrificing and going in that direction, or it's game over. It's going to be, you know, a, a tyranny, forthright, whatever you want to call it, and there's going right. to be nobody to blame but us. Absolutely. <clears throat> I agree 100%. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, what, uh, what, what would you say to inspire people to stop blaming everybody else and stop analyzing the problem and start enacting the solution? Uh, I mean, because I, I would love to have you know, everybody say, all right, enough is enough, and let's just start doing this stuff. Let's take our money out of the bank, stop shopping at Walmart, you know, get to know our neighbors, go to the farmer's market, start networking. I mean, how can we inspire people? to start embracing and manifesting the solution. Right. Well, I guess uh, I can just share like a personal story myself uh, that might help people and inspire people. Uh, I got divorced in 2014 and I was really miserable and depressed. And then once I started getting involved with this uh, parallel economy, it opened up, and I've, I'm, I have less now, but I've never been happier as far as friends and the people yeah, around me awesome. and the community. Let's unpack that on the other side of this break. We've got a quick break. We'll be right back. RBN, the White Rose Resistance Hour, with Corey Christopherson. American Freedom News is your daily website that will keep you fully informed on what both the good guys and bad guys are doing in the information war in which we are all engaged. Fed up with the lies of the fake news media and the censorship of big tech giants? American Freedom News is the solution as we provide truth and knowledge on all the vital issues of the day. American Freedom News believes in America first. The establishment wants us split into numerous hostile groups rather than uniting in a common cause against the corrupt oligarchy that is plundering America and the world. Many more Americans are waking up and realizing they are the victims of the ongoing Great Replacement and Great Reset. But the malevolent forces trying to systematically destroy America can and will be defeated. Be fully informed by reading American Freedom News, the best news and information site on the Internet. Go to AmericanFreedomNews.us and find out for yourself. That's AmericanFreedomNews.us. 
Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Extendivite really works. Here's just a few testimonials from Amazon. Patricia, excellent herbal formula. I use Extendivite to keep my cardiovascular system fine-tuned. Brian, I'm using Extendivite, and for me, it has made a world of difference. God made all these nutrients in the ground. Enough said. Cami, five stars. I feel a lot of energy since I started taking Extendivite. TR, five stars. All I can say is Extendivite works. Buy it, try it, and see for yourself. To get your Extendivite today, go to Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Or call us at 1-877-928-8822. Extend your life. Welcome back, everybody, to our final segment here on show number 68 of the White Rose Resistance Hour with Stuart Howe and my guest, Corey Christofferson. And uh, Corey was making the excellent point right before this last break that he, you know, made a big change and uh, started embracing <laughs> this, uh, this reality that we're facing and dealing with it. And he says he's never been happier. And that's, that's what I'd like to finish the show on that note. If, if, if you would, Corey, and thank you for coming on. You've been a really great guest. You know, let everybody know a little bit more about that, how great it is to, you know, decide you're going to embrace dealing with this stuff and become part of the solution and stop remaining part of the problem and how much more fulfilling that is than anything else you possibly could have done to get more money and, and live in the matrix. I mean, this is just so, so great to, to have the face to, to walk this path. Um, and so thank you for doing that. And go ahead and take us out. Uh, we've got a few more minutes left. You'll hear the music come up, and then I'll take it back and close the show. But it's 4.55. we got till uh, 4.58. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Please take it away. Okay. Uh, yeah, perfect example of how this community works and why I embrace it and love it so much is – 
so in our exchange, we have people all around Spokane County and even in the county north of Spokane, which is Ponderay County, which borders Canada. Uh, and one of the people who actually kind of helped me get it going, she kind of kept pushing me, hey, get this goat, pick a date, pick a date. Her name is Lori, and she has goats. And so every week we get goat milk from her. I make cheese with it. She produces that for the exchange. Uh, but long story short, she lives up north, up on top of a hill, and her and her husband are aging. And this winter, especially early on, we got a lot of snow, and they were snowed in. And she just sent me a message. I sent out a couple of messages on our little telegram group for our exchange. And later that day, there was like seven or eight of us up there digging her out, digging her and her husband out. Like me and a couple of my buddies, we drove over an hour to go up there just to help dig her out. Uh, you know, dug her out so that they could get out if they needed to, uh, hung out, had a good time, you know, had a couple new people that had just kind of moved to the area come up and help out so they had established themselves uh it's it i don't really know how to put it in words uh but it's like it's kind of like creating a family i guess uh where we really do start to rely on each other because we all recognize what we've been talking about that these systems of control are st starting to take away options and control us even more and more and taking away our freedom so the only way to retain that freedom is to remove ourselves from the system and create our own system that is the way we want it to be, which is treating people well, treating people with respect, following the non-aggression principle, and not only doing these exchanges, but literally creating a community, having barbecues. Like, I uh, just got a message while we're on this show. Uh, one of the guys from our exchange is having a barbecue tomorrow, so he invited us up for that. So uh, I think the biggest reason is because before, when I was still heavily involved in the system and I needed help, I was asking the system for help rather than my community. And now I'm asking my community yeah, for help. Well, that's, let's close it on It feels that much note. better. Yeah, let's build community. Absolutely. Thank you, Corey. Everybody should schedule a potluck in their neighborhood. <laughs> Get to know their neighbors and help each other out. I, I love you guys. Corey, thanks for coming on, folks. I'll see you the week after next. Uh, Casey Whalen will be my guest host next week, and I'll see you the week after next. So, God willing, and the river don't rise, I'll, I'll talk to you then. Thank you so much. I love you. Be well, and carry on. We'll see you in a couple weeks. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, in trying so many different coffees that were so good and uh, every time I came back uh, to the US I was so disappointed with the coffee so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee that's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth, truth.